Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome. To the Liberal Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical Liberal Cubicalist. Folks, this show is one in which I, uh, for the time being, discuss all the media I have consumed. Not a shit ton of media in this particular episode, but that's fine. It's fine. What I should say is that the potential exists. That you have not consumed some of this media yourself for shame. So I don't want to spoil it, so I warn of that as a possibility. A sort of uh, spoiler warning, you might say, and you do say, and I love it. Uh, I think, yeah, because I got a big day ahead of me, I'll give you a little behind the scenes action. It is a Friday in which I have a vacation day. And I got a lot of things planned. Well, mostly uh, just things involving psychedelic mushrooms, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, so, without further ado, I will push a button that will take us into the first of several segments. Oh, nice. Monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Family. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie the first is the ninth, or is it the tenth? I don't know. They're sort of weirdly sequenced and numbered and named. F9 colon The Fast Saga is what it is actually called. I've heard it called Fast Nine. I've heard it just called F9 minus the colon The Fast Saga. I've heard it called The Fast and the Furious Nine by people who really like to draw things out. Uh, but according to Imbuda, F9 colon The Fast Saga. Very dumb name for a very dumb movie. Now, as we no doubt know, long-term listeners, if such a thing exists, first of all, I love you, you weirdo. Secondly, uh, we love a dumb movie. Uh, Dom and the crew take on an international terrorist who turns out to be Dom and Mia's estranged brother that we never heard about until this ep- this ninth movie in the series. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, watch this with the missus, of course. She's, uh, in for some of them, a bigger fan of the series uh, than I am. Uh, she likes the earlier ones and the less crazy ones, whereas I like this ridiculous level of making no sense-osity. Uh, so, uh, I did get her rating because, uh, you know what, I, I could have checked, but, uh, you know, not professional and, uh, don't really care. Uh, we watched all the other ones and I posted the ratings. So, you know, you could see that in a previous uh, episode. So I had to get it for this one. She, out of five 
rated it a drumroll please no we don't have the budgets 2.5 out of 5 right down the middle now her uh, uh scale is broken uh just in terms of uh, rush hour being a five out of five movie is rush hour twice as good as this movie i would argue no is it a good movie yeah sure it's fine it's good even uh let me rate rush hour rush hour i'd go like a solid uh, three and change with some four plus moments even uh this movie probably similar actually like uh, uh, the, the, the 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 not since white chicks have i had to suspend my disbelief so much uh which you know that's fine uh it allows it to do some crazy things up to including the fact that yes they do go to space in this they meaning some of them um <laughs> the missus and I had a bet like earlier on uh, whether they would actually go to space or not. I took yes because, you know, they ramped it up every time. Uh, and she took no, so it was nice to win a little a little side bet, which is something we often do um, just in life in general, but also uh, when it comes to movies where we'll have a, a, a sort of bet whether something happens or not. Um uh something i've read as well which is interesting is that uh what's his nuts uh, uh vin diesel uh has a desire to uh, and the next one is there is there one or two more of these you know uh, eventually in the works i think uh in the next one he wants to somehow some way involve time travel now that sounds insane right but because they have to amp it up every single time and this one had space where do you go from there yeah time that's that's your only option uh so you know if it does happen while it will be i suppose somewhat surprising it's uh, it, it wouldn't knock my socks off and i'm not even wearing socks moving on to a totally different movie from uh, 2011 larry crown oh this is a sunday movie tom hanks as the titular <laughs> Larry Crown, uh, uh, Julia Roberts as Mercedes Taynot. Taynot. Actually, she has a joke about that last name uh, in the movie. Uh, let me read them. After losing his job, a middle-aged man reinvents himself by going back to college. Wait a second, I'm a middle-aged man, although I haven't lost my job yet. Uh, yeah, so this is a, just sort of a very... And again, this goes in with the, the, the Sunday movie vibe. Sort of, no offense to anyone involved, kind of a bland uh, uh, romantic comedy with some, uh, you know, some laughs, some heartwarming moments, uh, you know, some, some interesting uh, things that potentially you haven't seen in uh, this sort of film. You know, maybe it takes the odd chance here and there. Um, maybe it doesn't. Um, Rating-wise... If you watch this on any day but a lazy Sunday in bed, maybe a little hungover, probably like a like a under uh, under three, yeah. Uh, however, if you get it just in that right sort of sweet spot, uh, uh, you know you're you're gonna it's gonna suit your needs t to the degree that you give it a, a, a th an above three. Now, of the convoluted ratings I have given over the years, that was one.
television talk. Today's television talk sponsor is the Datalore Anti-Facial Twitch Blue Light. Thank you for that sponsorship. All right. Uh, uh, I think as mentioned last episode or um, in one of the, the, the nearer previous ones, uh, I've been watching uh, with the missus uh, Star Trek The Next Generation and goddamn loving it. Yeah, so good. Uh, so uh, just comfort food for the soul. Literally having a bad day. I can watch one of these and makes the day less bad. Yeah, just sort of period. Full stop. So uh, what I decided to do, and maybe we'll continue to do, because my uh, actual television viewing has not been vast by any means, uh, is occasionally bring back a couple, uh, you know, a handful, a threefold of uh, episodes from this, and we'll just, you know, briefly talk about them. Episodes such as Where No One Has Gone Before. Oh, that is a cool title. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't... Where no, man, where no Man Has Gone Before. Okay, so yeah, there was an episode of the original series called Where No Man Has Gone Before. It was the one with that... Is that Hot Lips from the MASH movie? I think it might be. Um, where people get, like, uh, uh, godlike powers. Her and uh, another actor who I don't know his name, but I can picture him in my mind's eye. This one... Uh, 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 I'm just looking at the plots because I don't remember Rendezvous, f the USS Fearless. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is the one where, uh, uh with the Traveler, uh, which, uh, who we do see again later. It's at least one other episode. I think it's, uh, we see him again in, uh, Wesley's final episode, if I do recall. That, that was sort of a weird episode. This one I very much like, um... Uh, just in terms of uh, uh, sometimes Star Trek can feel a little samey um, when they're uh, zipping around and seeing things that uh, have been in, you know, previous episodes, previous incarnations. However, every once in a while, they'll do things like this where they're traveling to places that are just so, like, mind-warpingly different uh, than what they're used to, that it really sort of... I, I, I wish they did more of it. I, I, I guess it would be kind of hard to do, because uh, what's involved with uh, traveling to places so strange and bizarre and far distant like this? Uh, however, I, I feel like it gives them the opportunity to do things that's just... they can't in our, quote-unquote, normal uh, 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 galaxy, our normal quadrant. The, the Alpha Quadrant, specifically, or the Delta Quadrant, if we're talking Voyager, or the, shit, what the hell is Deep Space Nine? Gamma? Pretty sure Gamma. Beta, we don't get a lot of Beta love. Kappa? I don't even know about Kappa. Uh, yeah, so this was a, a fun episode for that reason alone. Um, start to see Wesley's uh, s uh, specialness. Just in terms of being, you know, freakishly smart, I guess, is what we uh, are, are, are sort of growing. And it's uh, the other thing we start to see, which maybe we already have at this point, uh, the fact that no one ever listens to him and uh, he repeatedly sort of saves the day. Uh, <laughs> uh, the missus and I were talking about how if this was us, we would be, and people once again were not believing us trying to warn them of things. We'd say, okay, listen. 
remember that time <laughs> a couple episodes ago probably wouldn't say episodes where i fucking saved the day and no one listened to me let's just pretend that that's happening again and goddamn listen to me you motherfuckers yeah i'd be pissed if i was wesley which uh, apparently um will wheaton uh was <laughs> a little bit of a pissed young man uh self-admittedly self-admittedly yeah sure that makes sense um next episode is hide and cue ah, another cue episode love me a cue episode just period full stop uh okay so he shows up with a wager oh yeah this is the one where he uh, uh yeah uh, i've had this conversation on a podcast one that was not even my own uh what the hell was that called I was a guest on a Star Trek podcast once where I spoke of how, uh, despite the fact that, uh, you know, you give me any brief description of an episode, I'll know exactly what you're talking about. But one thing I'm not good at is being able to tell what the episode is by its title. Like Hide and Q, obviously I know it's a Q episode, but if you, that's all you gave me, I probably wouldn't know. Like, I need a little... Oh, yeah, it's the one in which he and Riker... Uh, you know, he gives Riker the power of the cue, which is awesome. Uh, I've always had this uh, thought that, you know, uh, if I get into a, you know, a, a genie's wish situation, you know, that'll inevitably happen at some point, right? Um, uh, you know, you can't wish for more wishes as, uh, you know, there's a song about that even, I think. Uh, but what you can do, uh, is wish for the power of the cue, which in essence gives you unlimited wishes. So that's what I would do. And the fact that a cue, John Delancey cue gives Riker, uh, uh, this power, this immense power, and he sort of, you know, gives it up is mind blowing. Think of the good you could do think of the good you could do but then there's that sort of a, a power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely which is <laughs> that's funny that I, I, it's funny i say that uh, because that just sort of unlocked a memory memory unlocked uh where we were watching this and i said that quote uh not remembering that uh, at one point i forget picard or Riker says it and as soon as i said it one of the uh, they said it on the screen which is kind of weird uh, the missus gave me an odd look, but I do that sort of thing a freakish amount, so it's not too weird. Uh, moving on to Data Lore. Ah, see, this one I would get because of the title, because it's got Lore, which is Data's brother. It's got his name right in the title. So this is our uh, first appearance of him, uh, played by, let's see, who played him? So Brent Spiner plays Data, but who played Lore? <laughs> yeah, I don't see it here. Anyways, uh, so it's good to introduce a, a, a sort of an evil twin, basically is what uh, basically what Lore is, uh, and I, I guess yeah, we don't see a body. That that's the th true of star trek as well as you know uh, uh superhero stuff if you don't see a body that means they're potentially still alive so uh this uh, uh evil version of data shows up uh starts messing around is a, a big dick and uh leaves to uh, come back at some point we presume folks uh let's move on hey there you go one more segment
is this real life? Internet intercourse. I like turtles. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Bigger Boat Yacht Rental. Thank you for that sponsorship. Item the first, d is for nerds. Yes, I feel like I just brought this back, but uh, I have sort of a, a rule when it comes to d d is for nerds that uh, every time I finish a, you call it a, I don't think you would call it a, not a campaign, but a, a, a storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably the best way to put it. Every time I finish a storyline, I'll bring it back uh, to talk about it. This one was Fall from Grace 3. Uh, very, very interesting because, uh, and this is something I, it gives me lots of ideas. Uh, it was just DM and player. One DM, one player. Uh, sort of fascinating way of doing it. And I think very good for podcast in particular. Something I've uh, often said of uh, uh, podcast D&D is that um, three players is the maximum. Uh, I, I feel like, and again, this is, uh, this comes up from time to time. This, this is my preference. It's got to be not too many players. It's got to be not 100% role play 100% of the time. I, I need some, you know, out of character chat. I need some joking around. Uh, I, I also need to hear some of the roles and rules, uh, uh, some 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 discussion of you know uh, okay yeah you can cast that spell but since you're already concentrating on fly it'll mean that you're going to fall uh, you know stuff like that like the the I, I, I guess I wouldn't call it behind the scenes stuff necessarily but uh, like I, I like to hear how the sausage is made uh, and this has all of that uh, including uh, something that uh, I purchased from. Uh, I guess it would be Sans Pants Radio. Uh, the people who put on this show, uh, they spoke a couple of times. I guess it was kind of an ad, but not really. If it's for one of their own products for a, uh, a wild magic table of uh, like a crazy stuff. A crazy, I, I guess wild magic table is always crazy stuff, but this is created by people who are already doing crazy stuff. So uh, I, I bought myself that. I'm looking forward to, at some point, creating a wild magic sorcerer and uh, finding a DM who let me use this uh, insane table, which can be yours for, I think it was 10 bucks, which, you know, sounds like a lot. But if you're going to base a whole character around this thing uh, and you can get some use out of it, uh, or was it five bucks? Anyways, um, the other cool thing was uh, this Fall from Grace uh, is about uh, a character who we've sort of seen before. So we're getting sort of a, uh, I don't know if I call it a backstory, prologue, postlogue. But we're seeing things moving in different parts of this world uh, from different storylines, which is cool. And, and everything's sort of connected. Um, I wonder how much, and I assume some, I can't think of any off the top of my head, how much events of one storyline will affect the events of other storylines. Uh, sort of a cool idea. Anyways, uh, D&D is for nerds. I always recommend uh, uh, this This storyline was uh, was good. Yeah, I like it. I'm uh, moving on to Ambiguous Amphibian. Oh, yeah, this guy. Uh, yeah, uh, so did I bring this back already? No, I don't think I did. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, this guy is a, a Twitch streamer. Uh, however, he's got a, a YouTube page where he takes, uh, I guess, footage from his streams and edits them uh, way down, you know, uh, 20, 15 minutes, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. 
Uh, ones I've enjoyed of his postings are uh, Project Zomboid, uh, uh, as well as RimWorld. Those are probably my two faves, um, where he'll uh, try to give himself maybe a challenge. Like, for example, uh, RimWorld one that I'm currently watching, he is in the uh, Arctic Zone, which is, you know, a notoriously hard place to start a settlement. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he's doing it with uh, comedy. He's doing it with strange sayings. It's uh, uh, sort of a almost lyrical, poetic way of describing things sometimes. And he'll go off on strange tangents uh, that are almost uh, sort of verbal jazz. Yeah, I'm going to use verbal jazz as a way to describe how he sometimes uh, describes the gameplay that we're seeing on the screen. Um, I would recommend checking them out in general, but particularly uh, uh, lately I've found myself drawn to uh, sort of long play, not that this is long play, this is long play shortened down, uh, long play videos of, of people playing games like this, just something sort of zen and relaxing, and uh, I also feel like he kind of leans into that a bit, so I definitely recommend uh, Ambiguous Amphibian. Uh, yeah, he does have a channel. Should I subscribe to his channel? Let's see. Going to his Twitch channel. He is recently playing Vintage Story. I don't know what that is. Just chatting. Rimworlds, yeah. Vintage Story. Looks kind of like uh, Minecraft a little bit. Anyways, sorry, I got distracted by his uh, uh, Twitch. Yeah, what the hell, I'll give it a fall. Um, I don't go on Twitch too, too often, but, uh, you know, it's nice to have a, a variety when you go there. Moving on to, uh, oh yeah, with Gorley and Rust, Jaws movies, or shark movies, I sh should perhaps specify. <coughs> Excuse me, because they've done some uh, non-Jaws related ones. Uh, yeah, uh, very much enjoyed this season. If you're unfamiliar with Gorley and Rust, uh, it's the, the Comfy podcast in which they discuss at length, at length, uh, they discuss uh, horror video, uh, horror video games, horror movies. Usually uh, uh, we'll pick a franchise uh, and that will be a season in which they talk. Here they've done the Jaws movies and a couple other uh, shark uh, related ones. Uh, for example, A Deep Blue Sea uh, just dropped from my perspective today. Uh, so I'm looking forward to listening to that. Uh, Jaws is one of the Mrs.'s favorite movies. So uh, that episode is three hours long. So uh, we're sort of chipping away at that when we drive anywhere not that we drive anywhere often so that's probably going to take uh, quite a while to finish but that's good because she didn't hate it uh, yeah another ringing of discipline getting her to listen to podcasts is like pulling shark's teeth not even just human teeth shark's teeth uh yeah a, a cozy podcast is the way to do it because they will do what i love about podcasting which is Yes, they'll talk about Jaws, obviously, but if you're going to have a three-hour talk, uh, you know, f f I wonder what the percentage of that is actually devoted to talking about the movie and not sort of a, a tangent or a story or a joke or just laugh. And, and, and it's a goddamn delight. I uh, love these two. They are uh, 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 so good together, just playing off one another and... 
are clearly having a good time. Like they give the impression that even if they weren't doing this podcast, they would just sit around and talk <laughs> for three hours about Jaws and fucking shoot the shit like the, uh, which is a, a delight, uh, especially in these uh, not fun times. It's a, it's nice to just sort of chill and zone out, which I find uh, a lot of my uh, viewing lately has been that, which is why we're moving on to long plays. Oh uh, yes. I just mentioned those. Um, so long plays are, uh, people who play video games on, uh, Twitch will, uh, some people, uh, will, will, will take those streams, uh, I guess, download them to their computer and then upload them to, uh, YouTube for you to watch. And I've been watching ones like this one guy, he, posts like six, seven hour long videos of him playing RimWorld. And it's kind of that feeling of just having something on in the background, uh, which is, you know, one of the things that uh, often draws people to podcast or, or, or how they listen to podcasts. It's just sort of a, a, a background thing that they uh, can sort of zone out to. And, and this has a similar, similar vibe but uh, uh, I only do it with certain games I have found, certain types of games. Um, sort of, uh, so well, I'll tell you the ones mainly. Uh, RimWorld, Project Zomboid, and Dwarf Fortress. So if you're familiar with those three games, they do definitely have a lot in common. Uh, sort of top-down uh, um, uh, resource management, you know, trying to stay alive in a harsh environment. Uh, in the case of RimWorld and Dwarf Fortress, you know, you're, uh, you'll have multiple, mm, I guess, colonists in the case of RimWorld or dwarfs in the case of <laughs> Dwarf Fortress. Uh, and, and you're sort of building up this base and then you're building up, you know, maybe uh, you get nuts probably not getting to a city necessarily. Maybe in Dwarf Fortress you kind of do. Uh, and, and, you know, you're getting bigger and better things you know uh, you're you're researching in order to get say uh, electricity uh, uh, sort of a, a little bit of a age of empires vibe uh rim world and I, I guess maybe project zomboid but uh rim world and dwarf fortress in particular a lot of a uh, procedurally generated uh, uh content so uh basically every playthrough is going to be different and uh, also you're never going to know uh, what's going to happen uh, for the most part. Uh, so that, that adds a sort of a fun and excitement and sometimes stress, uh, as well. Uh, basically I will recommend, uh, these things at least to try as a way of, uh, zoning out and relaxing, which is very important. Moving on to the fast to the fast uh, to, to the final the fast and the final uh, thing of this particular internet intercourse, Exandria Unlimited. Ah, yes, I spoke of uh, the first two episodes, I do believe, in a previous episode, but have since uh, watched the remaining six, eight total episodes. And uh, uh, the, the, the stunning conclusion... Was it a stunning conclusion? What is a conclusion? And uh, uh, I did very much enjoy it. Uh, it is definitely not... And nor should it be. Let me preface that. Uh, it, it's not critical role. You know, different DM, different players. Uh, it's going to have a different feel. That's the nature and beauty of D&D. &D, that you can have 
uh, subtle and in this case not so subtle differences to a, a, a campaign uh, a storyline and it will drastically change how it plays out that's why uh, you could, and, and people do this all the time, in fact, uh, uh, don't tell anyone, but I'm doing it right now, uh, play in the same campaign. Uh, in this case, I'm playing two different characters in uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage, where the characters and the the, the ones I'm playing with and the, the, the DMs are so vastly different that uh, uh, the experiences uh, we're, we're having are so different despite the fact that it is, in essence, in the same world, in the same story, uh, in the same location even, a uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage. So uh, uh, overall, uh, I would recommend it. I'm curious to see what is next. Is Critical Role Season 3 going to start? Um, on the note of that, I should say, uh, when I finished Season 2, I mentioned that I was going to start uh, Season 1, and I'm about 34 episodes in, somewhere in that neighborhood. Very much enjoying it. Uh, not dissimilar to the long plays and uh, with Gorley and Rust and the just sort of relaxed uh, uh, in the background uh, thing. Uh, those are, are, are nice to have uh, to watch at my leisure. Uh, I, I have found with compared to season two, my drive to watch them uh, immediately uh, is less. And, and that's probably just because they hadn't you know, a hundred percent, uh, found their stride necessarily yet. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I think that is it for this particular episode. We did it folks. We did it. Uh, I uh, will just say that, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, give a little tease of episode 600 plus. Because I got some uh, cool things planned and a complete lack of plan uh, as we lose, you know, all formatting. Uh, no more segments, no more uh, uh, snappy openings. Uh, I, I got a new show opening. Oh, you know what? Uh, I'll do that right here. I'll post the new show opening right in a second. Uh, and when I do, then I'll put the, uh, uh, the show closing. Uh, and then the real show closing. Yeah, what do you think of that idea? It's an idea. I'm not sure if it's a good one. And frankly, my dear, I don't give a beaver damn. It's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the podcast. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. 
Wait to see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come and be. Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come. Live long and prosper.